Marketing Movement by Refine Labs. This is Courtney Vermette. Um, I am a art director here at Refine Labs, and I'm here with two of our amazing designers. Um, I'm going to pass it over to the next one. Hi, I'm Devin Rose. I'm a lead designer here. And I'm Maria, and I'm a senior graphic designer here at Refine. And today we're going to talk about um, our, our episode title is Make It Pop, A Guide to Better Creative Feedback. So we're just going to go into some um, some guidelines for giving productive feedback that's going to help you and your work shine in the best way possible. <laughs> so I thought we could start with um, the first one, which was find us problems and we'll find solutions. So, I, I mean, I feel like in my experience, I, I know this definitely comes from a good place for sure. And it, it definitely seems helpful to provide a solution when you're also identifying a problem. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of times the prescriptive feedback can be kind of limiting. So when a client says, I don't like this color, change it to green, there's a very sort of black and white, no pun intended, um, like set of um, just like very prescriptive feedback. So I feel like it's helpful more to consider the larger issue. So is it that the color is not a value that's included in your color palette? Is it that the colors are skewing the ad darker and it looks too removed from your current brand? Or is it that you want to communicate like a softer tone and the color is taking away from that and making it feel sterile? Yeah, I think for me too, like I, even then, like there's some you know, sort of very black and white uh, critique you get where it's like, I don't like this color, change it to this, which I feel like is not the best feedback, but it's at least actionable. I feel like my least favorite feedback is where it's, I don't like this. I don't think it works. But when you get that, you're like, what do I do? You know, should I change the whole thing? Should I scrap the whole thing? Like, where's there, where's a direction there? Um, I, I think like at the very bare minimum, like at the very bare minimum of critique, at least saying like change this to that gives at least a designer an action point. Now, I would love it if you're like change it to that because I love like some of the examples you gave of like we want like a softer tone or that's just it feels a little too out of our brain guidelines. That gives me a, a frame of reference for like all your future creative. So the more detail you can give, always the better. But at least just give something. Don't give. I don't know how this, I don't think this works for us. Tell me why T tell me even, and if you can't put it into words, why let's jump on a call and let's figure it out together. Let's have a discovery because something that just has very like opinion based, which is fine. I mean, it's art. There's always going to be subjection to it. Um, but just something for us to, for a designer to go or a copywriter to go in action, if that makes any sense. Yes, no, that that makes a ton of sense. And I think you hit it spot on with the why question. Every time I receive feedback, I try to understand the why. And I know sometimes it's a little difficult for people that are non-creatives to communicate with us. And I think that that's something that they should probably like we are trying to understand why um, every time they ask something and we may know how to solve for that why and they may not know how to communicate what the solve could be if that makes sense um, so I think that that is very spot on when you said the why like that is where we're coming from um, if you can provide the why provide it but if you can't then we're, that's what we're here for to help you figure out why yeah absolutely I mean I think it goes 
like with any industry that you're not part of, the other side of it is interpreting that feedback and getting to the heart of what the client wants versus exactly what they're saying necessarily. So like, that's a really good point. And I feel like that also kind of goes into the next, um, the next guideline that I was sort of thinking about, which was providing context to support feedback, which I think is huge. Like you were saying, Devin, like, tell us why, you know, like if, if you feel like this is something that would benefit the ad, the design, the campaign, tell us why, and maybe we can find a better solve. Maybe there's a different solve that would accomplish that better or in a larger scale kind of way. Um, and like, I feel like a classic example is like make the logo bigger, you know what I mean? So like that, you know, that's something in itself is, is sort of like a symptom of a larger issue. And it's usually not so much that you have to make the logo bigger. It's that maybe the branding and the sense of brand within the ad is a little bit weaker than you would like. So maybe it's about amplifying the brand presence and maybe it's like leaning into the brand colors more, incorporating more brand elements and making that, that brand stand out within the ad a lot stronger versus then making the, the logo bigger. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then I, you know, especially here at Refines, we're, we're specifically dealing with SaaS companies. We're not dealing with, you know, a simple B2C where it's like sell uh, these body pillows where it's like, okay, everyone knows what a body pillow is. And we know like what the benefit, like as a designer, I can also know that. But when I'm dealing with these SaaS companies, and I'm sure we all experience this, sometimes it's just so high level and we're just so not in that industry that you try to wrap your mind around sometimes what this whole like software does. And it just, it doesn't translate to you because as a designer, you're not in that industry. So in Refine, we really do have to partner with our clients. Like one of my clients I know is like a software for like energy um, development. So like de uh, developing like wind farms and like solar panels and like very much within the energy field. And there's a lot of data and a lot of like terminology that I'm like, I have no idea what you mean. So specifically whenever they would give me feedback, which it did help that they have a creative director on their team, which having a creative does help a little bit. Um, but I think anyone can give actionable, productive feedback, but this creative director would be like, Hey, don't use this. I like what you're doing, but don't use this imagery because this and this and this it's against our violations, which that was great because then I knew for all future ad sets, I shouldn't be using this imagery. And then, in the converse, you'd be like, I love this imagery because this and this and this within our industry. Then it's like, oh great, I know to lean into this in our ads in the future. So it's really about being partners because your client is the expert on their field. And then we are experts in, you know, creating these visually appealing designs. And it's about working together rather than sometimes it feels like we're working in opposition. No, I totally agree with you. I feel like when we have those relationships with the other, with our clients, that's when the best work is produced. Um, even, you know, like you said, there's some that we have to wrap our head around. We don't quite understand their product, but it's amazing when you get on a call and you have a conversation with the client and they physically explain to you what they do, you understand it a hundred times better than you would have just reading their brief and going through their website. Um, and then also, like you said, when they have creatives on their team and they get we get to work with them, I know that gets me excited because I'm like, yeah, like that means that, you know, more people to collaborate with um, mm -hmm. and more eyes on your design, which makes it better in the long run. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that um, having those 
you know, those relationships with our clients are extremely important. And they also help in the long run with our feedback, too, um, because when we have those communications and the connection up front and we're building that relationship, then when it comes time for feedback, it's kind of easier to communicate and get to the point and explain what they like, what they don't like um, and what's working and what's not working. So 100 percent. Yeah, I feel like so the, the whys should always come from the client and we welcome the whys. Like, please give us yes. your reason why. And we'll provide the how. And I feel like that will lead to like a harmonious balance of work and like ultimately a really beautiful ad. Um, and I, I also I found in my experience that if you're asked why you want something a certain way and you're struggling to sort of answer that, it could mean that it doesn't necessarily um tie back to project goals and customer needs so maybe it's something to consider moving on from and i feel like that helps with a lot of decision making if you can't really sort of support it with something it might be that it's not entirely necessary but you know some it's oftentimes the case mm -hmm. um like a personal bias or the client just doesn't like the color yellow so they're like change the color yellow and it's like well, I mean, that isn't your brand guidelines and we've proven that it, like this, sometimes this works for us. So maybe we should, maybe we should just try it this time around. And if the data doesn't support that it's successful, then we can steer clear of it next rounds. But at yeah. some point, sometimes you have to, you have to see is like, is this pr productive for the overall like communication and like efficacy of the ad? Or is it um, your own personal likes and dislikes, which as designers, we have that as well, too. Like, there's some fonts. I'm like, oh, I don't ever want to use that font. But yes. if that's like a client's font, then you just kind of have to make do and make the best of like a situation that you might personally not like. But when it comes down to it, it's more about the consumer and who's going to click on your ad and the, what you're going to get from it rather than, oh, I hate the font Roboto or whatever. Not that I hate that font, but yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, and actually, that's a perfect segue into the next one, which is um, maintain objectivity always. So like so like you were saying, like we're supposed to be putting our minds in the minds of the users and so should the client. You know, so we're really working towards the user's preferences and not the, the aesthetic preferences of the client or our own, for that matter. So it's important to remember what they want, how they're going to respond to things best and what we can do to optimize their experience ultimately. Mm -hmm. So saying like, I don't like this or this is gross. I don't like this color or change this because I don't like it obviously is not going to be super helpful. I hope no client has looked at your stuff and been like, that's gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope no one hears that. I, I haven't gotten that yet, but I hope no one gets that. <laughs> I have to say, um, I will say like as far as like feedback and if I was in a client's shoes, I think some of the best feedback I get is when they ask questions like, this isn't working, but could you try this? Or could you try that? Or what if we try this? Or what if we try that? I think question asking is the best way because then it challenges you as designer, like, okay, let me try this, see if this works. Okay, this isn't working, but maybe this works. So I think that that is definitely something that I like to stress, like asking questions is probably the best way to like approach feedback sometimes if you don't know where to start. Um, it's like, this isn't working, but what about that? Or what about this? Um, or what do you think? Is there a way we could, you know, make this look stronger or make this text pop more? I think that is like a really good route for asking feedback. Um, for Absolutely. sure, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I I think also just staying close to very actionable language is also really good too. Like we've all had that sort of um, and I've had it also with creative directors as well, where they're like, can you make this more dynamic? And it's like, what, is, what does no. that mean? I, yeah. like, I know what dynamic means to me, but since it's such a subjective thing, it's, and then there's the, all, the whole joke of make it pop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The classic razzle dazzle, spice it yeah. up. All of those yeah. are not helpful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could, but that would be subjective to me. So again, it's like maintaining that objectivity of like not using language that can be, that leaves someone confused. You know, can you imagine if like a sales director went up to one of their sales associates and was like, hey, I just really need you to jazz up your sales calls. What? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to, do? you know? Um, you know, if we went to our people team and it's like, yeah, could you make these events pop more? Like there's nothing of action in there and it, and it leaves the person you're giving the critique to more confused than it does with a, Oh, let me make a game plan on this. Like, it just is like, yeah. there's like this whole period where you're just trying to decipher not only what they mean by that, but what that means to them. Yeah. Um, so being completely like being like, again, very objective and taking out personal biases, but also just your language, very objective as well. Um, mm-hmm. not, I think sometimes it, it gets really lost on creatives because people are like, oh, they're creative. So let's use this like creative nebulous language. And it just makes it all the more confusing, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's also like going to your mechanic and being like, can you make my, uh, my car just like pop more? Like, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) going to your doctor, like for your, your, your physical of the year. Like this up a little bit. Yeah. Like like, just make this better. Like, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. I'm just feeling a little less dynamic. You know, like, Yeah. What do you mean by that? Are you fatigued? Like just being as, as descriptive as possible and as, um, you know, just very f- focused, like having a lot of focus to what you're, uh, you know, to what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I, I know in uh, refine, we do like our loom videos, or sometimes we go on a live call when we talk about like our ads and we, you know, cause as designers, we're not just putting things together because we're like, this looks pretty. There's, there's reasons why we do literally every single thing on our ads so when we kind of talk that through and we have a client, you know, that's open and upset, accepting a lot of times there's, it, there's way less feedback because the client can see, oh, there's research being put into this and there's thought being put into why this is here and why this graphical element is used here and stuff like that. Um, so just being as clear as possible on both ends, like both as a designer and as, you know, a client. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I also, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you can go ahead. Um, I, I was just going to say, I also love when clients will say, like, I, I love when they phrase it in terms of like their audience. So when they're saying like, instead of I don't like this, saying like our users may not understand this, our mm-hmm. users might find this hard to read or our users might get overwhelmed by this approach. Like that's something that that is actionable that I can like go in and fix and find a different solution for as opposed to, you know, add some spice or razzle dazzle and all that so although i will to touch on the spice part um i do i actually was in a recent kickoff call and we um asked the client if they wanted 
I think it was mild, hot, and spicy. Um, if we wanted to push their design, mild, hot, and spicy, and the client said spicy, um, okay. it's completely out of the box. Um, just throwing that in there, I think that that is a really good question. Um, and if you're a client, maybe think of that. If you want it, you know, just mild or hot, or you want to completely push the boundaries with the design spicy. Um, and I also have to shout out Quinn, our designer, who came up with that question. Um, but yeah, it's just on that topic of the spicy, I had to bring that up. That's great. But you also know if you're going to say spicy to a designer, they're going to bring it spicy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not going to look like anything you, your brand probably has done before. I mean, it'll stay within guidelines, but it might push those guidelines. So just yeah. know. Yes, definitely. But you know, if you have your client, you know, on board and behind your back and ready to go that route that, you know, that's, that's the best way to go. I feel like. Why not, Why not test it? You know, what if it really works? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something we I think we mentioned in our last episode that like sometimes the thing that you are kind of unsure about can end up like performing super, super well. So yes. there's no sense in not trying it out. But I, I love that. I love that sort of yeah. like and I love that that's like given in the in the beginning, because that's really more like that's not vague. Like the way that's presented doesn't come across as vague because it's more like here's your creative range like do you want it do you want us to like stay kind of close to what you have do you want us to like go further out or do you want us to like bring you back a wild card you know what i mean so i think yeah. that's like a lot more helpful to like set out the the creative journey with versus like later on like hey spice this up like that doesn't help exactly and just a disclaimer on the spicy like obviously that is in brands brand guidelines we're just pushing the boundaries a bit for so. sure <laughs> right totally yeah I know sometimes when I work with clients, like, and it's like my first package with them, like I will do like stuff that's a little bit outside, but then I will also at least give them one ad set that looks very similar to their previous ads. And what's fun is I've had some clients I've done that for. And they're like, this looks like some of our older ads. Can you just go more out of the box? And I'm like, hell yeah. Say less. <laughs> say less. Yes. A lot of times they do end up like taking to that because they're mm -hmm. not really aware. They don't think of it as like that far out. They think of it as something that's going to capture attention because that's the mm -hmm. goal. Right. Yeah. And especially for clients who have been making ads on their own before it's like, well, we've already done this. Like we've already done this ourselves. We're coming to you for something different give us something different. And I'm like, yeah, I completely agree with that approach. Absolutely. Why would you come to us if it were just going to reiterate on something that is completely already within your bandwidth? Like give us, let's do something different for you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and so going into like the next one, I think this is also pretty related, like streamlining your feedback. So like streamline your feedback and be mindful of the review window. So I feel like it is also difficult to deliver ads on time when there's like a huge committee of people leaving comments that sort of contradict each other as well. So like if, if the client isn't aligned internally, it's hard for us to be aligned to like all of those paths externally. Um, so I think like something really important for that is just like consolidating feedback, keeping it in one place from one point of contact and having like, that's really the ideal situation from at least from my perspective and in my experience. And that always yields the fastest turnaround time, like by far. Yeah, I would say one point of contact is always the best. But if you are someone who if you're a client and you're like, no, I want to have multiple people look over it, 
I always think the best form of, you know, feedback loop is to get on a live call and specifically talk through it because I've done a couple ad sets where they've had like five reviewers who like weigh in, but then when they're on the phone call and there's those contradictions, they talk it out while I'm there and they come up with the solution there rather than like five different comments saying yes, no, no, yes, change. Yes. Don't change it. Keep it. And then you're like, what should I do though? And then there's five more people still sounding off when it, when it, there's in a call, they can debate amongst themselves. And when they come to a decision, I'm there on the call. That's like, okay, that's what I'll do. So if you want more people to weigh in, totally fine, but maybe reconsider the way you give feedback instead of typing it out. Why don't we just like hop on a quick 15 minute call and go over everything? Because then after that 15 minute call, after that, just conversation, I can immediately go to my artboard and make those changes that we talked about. Because if you do give me something like a, a vague thing, I'm going to ask you then like, oh, you said make it pop. What do you mean by that? Do you want me to add more colors? Do you think I should add more graphical elements? Do you want like, do you want me to change this in this way? Like I'll, we'll get to the bottom of it on a call so that by the, by the time we're off this like 15, 20 minute call, you'll have your next proof within the next hour or so. Definitely. No, I totally agree with you. I think that the calls are the best solution for those. Um, but if not, like definitely having that one communicator or prover doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be the person calling. Like you can have an internal conversation amongst yourselves, agree on something and then communicate it to us. But definitely just having that one streamline form of communication from one person is definitely the best route to take. And it also helps us, you know, turn around like you mentioned turning the ads around quicker um you got you know everything is quicker and it produces better results when you're just communicating and streamlining yeah for sure i love the idea of that call too because you're hearing them massage it out and you're also getting the whys behind their arguments while they're working it out like it's i think for me it's it's really helpful to hear like okay well why did you present this comment why where you like in favor of this feedback even if they're not agreeing at the end on that particular piece I, I feel like knowing why they suggested it in the first place is going to help me and it's going to inform what I do. So, And also, if you're on those calls and you have two people that are maybe contradicting each other, you as a designer can sit there and be like, OK, I can solve this and this by doing this together. So you can also come up with the solutions on the call with them and kind of solve the back and forth between them. So it wins for everybody. Totally. Yeah. And just an added bonus, it just builds that client um, designer, create client creative relationship that makes things just go so much smoother for each round because they feel like you're a part of their team at that point because you're helping them get to this. You're talking through this. You're having conversations. You're having FaceTime. So it's yeah. less like this like disembodied person over here sending you ads once a month and you're just you know leaving feedback and whatever and it's all very impersonal and sometimes then like feedback can come across as very cold and you're like is this client mad at me am i kind <laughs> of upset whereas whenever you have that back and forth relationship it's a lot easier just to like communicate effectively and then also just to build that like sense of camaraderie as like we're a teammate you know yeah for sure i and also like I feel like I come across sometimes a little cold when it's just like text. I think mm -hmm. that's just like the way I type sometimes. So I, I definitely love having those calls and like being like more than just like the floating head of, of Loom, you know, because sometimes <laughs> yeah. like even that's not enough and it's just better to have an exchange. So fully, fully agree on that. And 
that I mean, so that actually takes us to the last one, which is um, ensure we're beginning from a place of mutual trust, which I think is probably the biggest one, um, because none of this really can be possible without trust in in us as a team and in the client to provide what we need to do what we do. So I feel like, you know, it's it's helpful to remind clients that like we're here to amplify the brand. We're here to show how much of a game changer your product or service is. And we're really kind of one team across two companies, your company and and Refine Labs. You know, so we, you know, we definitely encourage clients to trust our process and our expertise so that the client can be freed up to do what they have to do during the day instead of worrying about, you know, all the smaller parts of our our role, you know, so it benefits. I, th I think it benefits everybody to have concerns and ideas voiced and heard from both sides. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. I think that one good point I know we use internally is we are an extension of their team. Um, we're not working against them. We're not separate. We're part of your team. And that's our goal going into every client that we take on. And I think that that's something really good, like that every client should know, like that's the place that we're coming from. We see you as a part of our team and we're here to produce the best results. And we want to make obviously make the client happy, but we want to also like put our expertise out there um, and make sure we are, you know, taking it a step above what currently is out there and what exists already for their brand. I have a story, but this is from like a couple jobs ago. So it doesn't even have to deal with refine, but it's talking about kind of uh, being specific with your language. And I had a creative director, so it, this is definitely just not with non-creatives like even anybody can fall victim to like confusing language when it comes to critique i had a creative director when i presented you know my finished product to her like my first proof she just kept saying make it more dynamic and i was like okay and so then i did which i thought she meant by dynamic and so i changed things did it and sent it to her and she said no 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 i want it more dynamic so she said the exact same thing to me and i was like Okay, so then I changed it again. And then the very, my the third go around, she said, no, all the photos you've chosen have people wearing white and gray. I want more color in the photos. And I said, oh, if we would have started with that from the very beginning, like this would have saved us so much more time. So that, so that comes back to just having an actionable thing. So it's, if you see something you don't like, if you're saying like, oh, I don't think this stands out enough as a client or something, or, you know, whatever, just look at it and think why. If you're like, I don't like this, or I don't think this works, or I don't think this stands out enough. Like if you can try to articulate why that does, you know, just really circling back to the why that is so paramount to us um, when it comes to, you know, giving you your best ads for sure. And if you, again, if you don't know why, let's just hop on a call. Let's do like a five minute call and talk about it because then together we can come up with that why. If you just look at it and say like, there's something off and I'm sorry, I just can't articulate what it is. Then let's come to that together for sure. And we can then come out rather, rather than let's do several rounds. And like, not only does that take time away from you as the client, it takes time away from us for, as Refine Labs and it delays your ads from getting into platform. So like to benefit all of us, let's, just work this out together and really again work hand in hand in this rather than you know trying to decipher what each critique means yeah 
there's actually a lot of interpersonal communication. I, I feel like a lot of people think that remote designers are not really, they're like removed from people. They're not talking to people, but like everything from loom videos to calls to, um, to like even huddles, Slack calls, all of that stuff is, it's a lot of communication. It's super imperative. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. I feel like especially us and our culture, too, like we are nonstop talking to each other, even with copywriters, you know, art directors. That's a daily and hourly occurrence. Like we're always in communication with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and to touch on what you said, Devin, about that asking why um, I was designing ads one time and I had a client that asked me to change the contrast of a photo and the photo had already been a light photo. They said they need to make it lighter. Um, and but if I was to do that, it would have washed the photo out. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of step back and be like, like, okay, why are you asking this? So then I asked them a few questions and I said, is it the photo? You know, is it the text not standing out? And basically what it boiled down to the text, the, there was a box with some text inside of it and the box was not standing out enough. So a simple solve for that was I changed the color of the box and that changed the contrast. And then that made the ad and then it was a happy client. So I think it's definitely about asking the why and getting down to what exactly is going wrong. Absolutely. I know Marcel once told me like she was on a client before she was an art director. She told me she had a client and apparently they looked at an ad and they were like, we don't like this at all. And they're like, okay. So they sat down and had a meeting about it. And apparently they just wanted her to change the background color. And that was it. Like once they like sat down and actually talked through it and they're like, okay, well, you know, what about it? Is it not branded enough? It, like, do you want to change the medium rather than like photos? Do you want illustration? Do you want UI? Like it, you know, they went around really trying to figure out that I don't like this, trying to figure out what it was that they didn't like. And it was just a simple color change. So yes. what could have been completely scrapping an ad, starting over potentially like hours of editing became a background color change, which as we all know is like, Easy. Seconds. Quick and easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so again, yeah, I, I think I think we're really just hitting home. It's always about the why. Like, let's talk through this. Let's figure this out, because if we can figure it out together, we're both going to become get a result that we're happy with, you know? Yeah. And like in their defense, like just to bookend this, um, I do feel like if I were, you know, critiquing a dish, I, I you know, I'm not a culinary expert by any means. I cook like mm-hmm as much as the the normal person does but i i'm not at all versed in like fancy culinary techniques and all of that so if i was given a dish and i was told to critique it the right way the way a chef would i i would not be able to do that and i would i would probably say like if i didn't like it i'd probably give like really similar feedback and just be like i don't like this and it could be it could be something easy that they could fix that a chef could fix and i'm not going to know that just like a client would um not know that with a design so i feel like it is like there's definitely a level of empathy that we we all have and like every designer should have for sure um but it's just about like, again, like getting to that why, like just asking those questions, having the conversation so we can dissect that and really get to the heart of what the client wants and what's going to make the campaign successful. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to the marketing movement. If you don't already know, we have another podcast with our CEO state of uh, state of demand gen with Chris Walker. So give that a listen as well, if you haven't already and listen to the rest of the amazing episodes that our other team members have done on the marketing movement. Thanks guys. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope this helps.